Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I am your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative and amplify intimacy within your relationships so you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work, life, and love. My personal mission for this and every episode of the Balance Bully Podcast is to serve you with the tools you need for moving beyond just barely surviving the burnout of that work and life that you deal with every day over those narrow hills of imposter syndrome and through the barriers preventing you from being and doing greater. So we are in season 13 and we are on a roll. I'm so excited. This has been an amazing season. You know, you guys have been following us for a while since 2012, since our Balance Beam days, our former predecessor of our podcast. And we made so many great changes and met so many phenomenal people, which brings me to this beyond magical moment that I'm having with you right now. Her light, if you could just physically see her, you would understand. She has such a light of love and energy and abundance and all kinds of things around her. Down to her office, it's just colorful and feels warm and comfortable. This woman, I believe personally, we are at the beginning of our relationship and she is just pure magic. I have to introduce you to Melanie Augustine. She's the executive director at the nationally recognized nonprofit and software development school, hashtag STEM, Zipcoat Wilmington. Zipcoat Wilmington coaches every single day. They're motivating people from diverse backgrounds into skilled professional developers within, get this, 12 intense weeks. How they do that? She's going to talk about it. Melanie previously practiced employment law as an attorney in Washington, D.C., where she represented employers in a broad range of employment matters. And she also happens to be a mama, a wife, and an absolute change maker. Welcome to the Balance Bully Podcast, Melanie. How are you today? Thank you so much, Nikita. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. You are pure magic. You know you just give me so much life every time you walk into a room. The feeling is absolutely mutual. You're phenomenal. So when you and I have had multiple conversations, Melanie's come out to our Permission to Pause micro-retreat, the one that we did out in the castle in Jersey. We've, you know, definitely overlapped in a couple of different ways with other things that we've done together through Zipcoat Wilmington. And we've had some phenomenal kind of behind-the-curtain conversations where at the end of the day, that theme, which is relevant to this season of Mindset Matters, comes up a lot because we're dealing with a lot of mindset stuff, especially, well, first of all, because we're humans, we're always dealing with the battle of our brain and our mind and our subconscious and all that good stuff that tries to make us comfortable. But Melanie, I know you deal with it a lot besides your personal life, also in your professional, because you're dealing with people who are transitioning from all kinds of careers and deciding to walk into something so forward facing that's just going to do nothing but get bigger with with coding and cybersecurity and all the different things that clearly our world is turning to. And they have to deal with a lot of mindset stuff too. And then you're behind the scenes helping them with that. How does that all work for you and your own kind of daily balance and avoiding business burnout and everything for you? And that's a good question. It's really been interesting to see how our students react to making this transformation. They're coming from completely different backgrounds. We have students who have been line cooks and truck drivers and scientists and going to med school. And then they're totally changing course to become software developers. And they are going through an adjustment and sometimes 
imposter syndrome as they're trying to figure out how to create this new career and quite frankly, life for themselves. So it's been really rewarding to be able to work with them and help them through the process as much as we can. I'm in no way a professional like you are in dealing with this, but I really love getting to talk with students and help them build their confidence. It's a really exciting thing to see. Yeah, and I mean, you are you have life experience, right? Like you made your own transition yourself. Like you're a lawyer. That's something that I know that you'll be forever and ever and ever because you pay too much not to, to do it. <laughs> Right, right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, my, my staff is aware of that, too. I don't think they always enjoy that part of me. <laughs> it's hard to turn it off. It's the same for me. Like, I'm a licensed clinical social worker with, the you know, a bunch of other stuff behind that. And although I don't necessarily practice psychotherapy in my business through ThinkPro, I use all of those skills all the time because they will never leave me. And I pay right. too much to, to not keep them up, right? Like, Exactly. You can't turn it off. But how was that transition for you? Like you you have two little people and a husband at home and everything else. And that's a huge differentiator to decide to go from one career path. And obviously you're leveraging your skills and all of your, you know, professional trades that you had acquired mm -hmm. along the way. But how was that for you when you had to just really make this, this decision that you wanted to do something different to impact greater? It was scary. It was very scary to make that leap. On the one hand, you do think, what is everyone going to think about me? I had been working as an attorney and I'm leaving all that behind. And you fight that feeling of, is everyone going to think I failed at this mm -hmm. and that's why I'm leaving? Or do you just follow your dreams regardless of that? And ultimately I was able to overcome any concern I had about people thinking maybe I just didn't do well as an attorney because I knew that wasn't the reason. I just wanted something more. I wanted something more entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. I felt a little boxed in in what I had been doing. And I wanted something where I felt that I could be giving back. I was, as an attorney, I was working a lot of hours. I was doing really interesting work. But at the end of the day, I just didn't feel excited about what I was spending my time doing. And this is so much different now. I get to work with amazing students, amazing colleagues, and see how hard our students are working to really change their lives. It is beyond inspiring. No, absolutely. And, you know, the reality is, you know, that imposter syndrome comes up for all of us, right? You know, right. You, you see it in your students and you've experienced it as a person. It's, you mainly experience it when you are in some kind of big, pivotal, massive action transition like you were. That is a huge right. thing to decide that I'm going to propel my career forward in a really unique and untapped way for me and maybe even for the people around you who know and love you maybe they've never seen such a thing like who does that like who doesn't decide to go to be a lawyer versus say well I'm going to go from being a lawyer to being right like in a Absolutely. different direction and I'm curious as to how you how you dealt with that yourself like what was what was happening for you and your you know, pillow talk conversations with your your hubby and with yourself, you know, when you're in the, the bathroom alone and you're looking in the mirror and say, come on now, like, let's come on, like, we can do this, like, we got this, like, what came up for you when you were, were dealing with it to kind of get yourself out of it? You know what I mean? Right. I, I think I've always just sort of had the mindset that I can make it work if I work hard enough at it. And I just had yeah. this confidence that, yes, this was going to be a big change, but if I dedicated myself to making this career amazing, I just 
had this confidence, I could make it work. And not to say that I didn't have many moments along the way of self-doubt and still Mm -hmm. have plenty of those, but I just, I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm driven and motivated and I will fight to make this something spectacular. And somehow that kept me going. And my husband is incredibly supportive and believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And the rest of my family did as well. So I was just really fortunate to have everybody cheering in my corner and keeping me going. Oh, absolutely. And it does help to have, you know, people cheering on the sidelines. And of course, you know, we both know that not everybody has that, especially when they are in the middle of such a big transition. Right. And it's a major, major bonus. But often we have to be our own cheerleaders. So those you know, private conversations in the mirror when you're reminding yourself, like, listen, you've been through worse, girl. Like, you can get this. Like, you, what does Rachel Hollis say? Girl, wash your face. Like, you can can do this. Um, And reminding yourself, like you said, like, I have the confidence, I have the skill, I have the ability. You know, I am doing greater work in the world because of this transition. And it does not, you know, denounce all of the good hard work that I've already done, but I'm ready for more. And I'm willing to be uncomfortable which is something that a lot of people don't want to do. They just don't want, they'll, they'll talk it, right? Like they'll be at the bar with their friends and say, oh yeah, I'm about to do this and a third, or I can't wait until the one day someday happens. But then when that opportunity shows up, they typically push away from it because they don't feel like they can handle whatever that discomfort is, that awkwardness, that expectation from maybe friends and family that they might not succeed at it, whatever it is that's in their head. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's interesting because somebody sent me a letter uh, not too long ago with a quote from Seth Godin that says, if you don't require the journey to be easy or comfortable or safe, you can change the world. And I put that quote up on my board, not that I'm changing the world, but just to remind me when I hit those moments where I do feel really uncomfortable and I feel like I'm going to fail I keep that quote in mind to just remind me to push through because you aren't going to make any change if you don't take that risk. And I know that I have to consciously remind myself of it because it doesn't come naturally to just take that risk all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what the reality is, Melanie Augustine um, from the Wealthy Augustine Vampires, which we were talking about (laughs) before we recorded the conversation. For those of you who don't follow Vampire Diaries, you don't get the insider joke. but um, Melanie, you are a change maker. I mean, think about the work you do every day. You have people coming in, some doctors, some, you know, previous PhDs, you know, people who were truck drivers, people who were in construction. I mean, all kinds of different backgrounds and they are making their own transition, but what they are moving into, like coding is at the seat, the foundation of so much. The only thing under coding is mathematics, right? right. Like our computers, our phones, the equipment they use in the hospital, the laser that the surgeon used on my daughter two weeks ago, you know, for her tonsillectomy, like it is all connected to coding and you are creating more change makers and action takers because of the position that you play inside your organization, being able to say like, listen, I'm the gatekeeper. I want to help people get through the gate and I want to keep some people who are not quite ready, who might be a little bit toxic to the cohort right now mm-hmm. out of the gate until you can do your own work and, and, you know, get some stuff together so you can come into the fold and be a part of this phenomenal, you know, circle, if you will, of people that you are, you know, kind of putting in a bubble for a moment for those 12 intense weeks with your staff and your mm-hmm. team. And I know you're not doing it alone. Not at all. <laughs> you're, you're doing phenomenal work and it does take one, right? Like you're one person 
committed to another person's future. I, that is a game changer. I appreciate that. And again, I, I feel so fortunate that I'm working with amazing people who are really doing the hard work. You know, my mm-hmm. colleagues are really the ones who are out there on the floor and the students themselves, they're not going to succeed if they're not doing the hard work themselves. We're not handing out any opportunity on a silver platter. They have to fight right. for it. And I feel very lucky to just be a tiny little blip in this journey. If nothing else, <laughs> I'm just giving them some support on the sidelines, but they are all taking this in their own hands and working so hard for it. And it's very inspiring to see what they're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. And it takes entrepreneurial spirits and entrepreneurial thinkers like you to be willing to do that. And I say this all the time. You do not have to be a quote unquote traditional entrepreneur where, you know, everything that you started bootstrapped on your own, your own marketing, your own website, like you were just doing everything yourself until one day, someday, you know, things started to pick up momentum and, you know, everything picked up and went in the direction Mm -hmm. that you were meant to do, which is what I did. You could absolutely be a careerpreneur, which is where I started from as well. And where you are today, where you're like, I'm a professional with a lot of skill sets that are added value to add to this journey that I'm on to create greater things and produce change makers and action takers. And I'm doing it with other entrepreneurial thinkers in mm-hmm. kind of a collective genius model, which I think Zip Code Wilmington is. It's a very collective genius model. It is, it's almost like its own um, inside out mastermind, quite frankly, um, with how you guys are doing it. And you're a part of that and moving it forward. And that takes a lot of moxie, Melanie. I I really thank you for that. And I just think I've been surrounded by incredible people doing this. Our founders were the ones that came up with this model and they're still on our board and give us such amazing guidance and support every day. They're really so engaged and involved. And it's been pretty cool to be a part of the continued success. That's so awesome. So when you get done, you know, pouring out, giving, you know, all that you have to give to all the change makers, your colleagues, you know, making sure everyone has whatever part of the process that you are responsible for. And you do great work at the end of the day. What are you like? How are you taking care of yourself at home? And and not so much from a, um, you know, giving yourself permission to Paul perspective, because we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But really from the like, when you get home, and now you got to transition to mama, which never turns off, right? Like, you're you're still mama at work. But (laughs) when you have to really bring that hat forward, what was that? What does that look like for you to keep yourself from just being completely unraveled? I'm not sure I've totally mastered it, (laughs) if we're honest. Um, But what I try to do is there are plenty of days where I have to work long hours or weekends where I have to pull out my laptop, and I try to compensate for that. So I try really hard if there's a school field trip that I can go to or an event that my husband is going to that I can leave work a little early one day to go and support him at. I try really hard to mindfully take advantage of those opportunities because I know that I'm not a hundred percent in on being a great wife and a great mother all the time. And so I have to make conscious effort to step up when I can. Um, and to the best that I can, I hope that it compensates on a certain level. And I, I try, you know, I make little notes for my kids that I send with them in their lunch boxes. Cause I'm not going to be home when they get home from school every day. And that is hard. And it's just my little way of reminding them that I love them. And I'm thinking about them every day. Yeah. I I love that. So you're giving these little intimate moments with your family where it's not about the quantity, it's the quality of of how you show up. 
I um, I don't know if you follow the Instagram or anything, but uh, a really good friend of mine had posted and I had reposted because I love these repost worthy shares that I'm always giving about just, you know, she's, you know, been out and about in the celebrity world for a while. And she was just like, listen, I've been on enough stages to know not everyone, not every other celebrity you meet is really going to show up and be kind to you. And kindness mm-hmm. matters. That small, intimate moment of kindness really matters. And she had an experience where it worked out extremely well. And she was basically congratulating that person. So I shared it. And my takeaway was it from it was it's really not that, you know, showing up counts, right? Like showing up to work every day that absolutely counts versus you just sitting on the couch, not contributing mm-hmm. at all. But it's how you show up that matters the most. And you showing up in little cute, amazing notes to your kids to just remind them like mommy's thinking about you because the day that you forget the note, they remember it. Even though, oh, they, right? Even though <laughs> right. they may not seem like they appreciate it every time, like, oh, gosh, my mom gave another hit, whatever. But when you, you start not doing it, it's like, wait a minute, mommy, what is going on with you? And the same for your husband, right? Like, he knows, like, yes, you know, my wife is out changing the world and doing great things. But when I need to talk to her, when, I, when she knows I need her to be at a specific event to cheer me on and be by my side or whatever the case is, she is there for me. And that how matters the most. So I can, I applaud you for that. It does. And, you know, I think one thing I've also started doing is I do these sort of date weekends with my kids. So I take just one-on-one and my husband gets one-on-one with the other one. And it's just a time where I turn off my cell phone and I'm just doing what that one little person in my life wants to do and really focusing on them and their different personalities really shine when you have that one-on-one time. And again, it's just what you're saying is trying to focus on the quality of the time when we are together and letting them know, I recognize you. I love you. You mean so much to me. Let's have this one-on-one time. And I should be doing that more with my husband, to be honest. (laughs) We need that too. And that's something I need to work on. Oh, you know, you and I can have plenty of conversations about that offline, right? (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of conversations. So this is awesome. So tell the world and everyone who's listening, all the bold and brave men and women that are out there, what does Melanie do to just give herself permission to pause after such, you know, full week or full month of working hard? For me, I've tried meditation. I'm not great at it. So what I really do is (laughs) every day at lunch, everyone knows I'm at the gym. That is my form of meditation. I'm so focused on what I'm doing that all I can think about is counting. How much longer am I going to be? holding this plank or how many more reps do I have to do before my body falls on the floor? That, that's been a real life changer for me. It keeps me sane. It makes me a better person when I go home and I am with my family. And I rely on that. That's my permission to pause. I give myself that permission to take that time to go to the gym because I know that's what I need to keep going. That is awesome. And I, well, first of all, I can say I've seen her in person. She has a very clear a lifestyle of working out via her body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you do that. Your own personal fit tonic that you have every day. So just, you know, give yourself a remedy, your, your personal balance me remedy. I love it. Absolutely. So how can everyone contact you, Melanie, if they want to know more about Zipcoat Wilmington or just to reach out and say, how do you balance it all? How can they follow up with you? Sure. So please, I would love for people to check out our website at zipcodewilmington.com and your please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and I always am welcoming emails of anybody who wants more information. It's just Melanie at zipcodewilmington.com. That is so awesome. I thank you and I honor you for this time. 
You know I appreciate you inside and out, and I'm so grateful you were able to carve out time from your very full and productive schedule to just share your journey with us. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your including me on this. This was great. You know, I I love you and am so thrilled to be a part of anything that you touch. (laughs) Aw, thank you. (laughs) You stay right there, Melanie. Thank you, Balance Boldly listeners. Oh, my heart is so warm. I love when I have an opportunity to just share in space and time with someone like Miss Melanie Augustine. She is phenomenal. And I pray that all of you who need to connect with her, follow up, your sons, your daughters, yourselves, if you are interested in taking your career to a new height by getting involved in coding, because coding, again, is at the seat of everything, make sure you follow up. It is a very vigorous, intense and highly recognized programs, and they do not take everyone. So just make sure that you go through whatever the processes that you need to and do not delay your, your potential opportunity to do something greater in that way. So make sure you follow up with her. Of course, if you love what you hear on the Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share. We want to ensure that the other ambitiously bold and brave have access to these valuable life, love, and business balance tools. Of course, if you want to connect with me, I'm at Ask Nikita on everything, IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. LinkedIn is my full name, Nikita Thigpen. Uh, But of course, do not send me a connection request on LinkedIn if you are not going to send it with a note because you will find out like many people have. I will not answer you. How about that? Now, see, I know that was shady, but I'm always being shady. You know that. Um, So send a note and say, Nikita, I heard you on Balance Bowley. I want to connect. And then that will make me answer. We get a lot of requests on LinkedIn. And for some reason, it's becoming like a new dating spot. Like, what is that about? But that's a whole different conversation. We'll talk about that on a Selfish Solo episode. (laughs) Now go create your balance and create your joy. But remember to do it boldly. Thank you for listening, everyone.